0: Part 3 of Told Under a White Oak Tree. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Chuck Williamson. Told Under a White Oak Tree by Bill Hart's Pinto Pony and William S. Hart. Part Three You folks was never up in the Chatsworth country, were you? There must have been a terrible row up there sometime between the earth and the stars and such things, because that country is just a bunch of dry arroyos and draws, and big rocks, boulders that go so high they shut out the sun. Well, Chatsworth was where we had our next little affair which has to do with highlights. We was to do a stunt for the narrow trail. The boss, he wrote the story for himself, and I copped it. If you people could read, I could show you the notices and prove it to you. Uh, But don't ever say anything to the boss that I said so. It's a sore spot with him, and I don't want to see you folks get it wrong. Well, This was some stunt when I looked at it first. I just couldn't believe my eyes. They had found a canyon where a tree about a hundred feet long had fallen across. And on the far side, it was only wide enough for the branches to grow out of it. And way down below, more feet than I can count, I only know as high as twenty now, was the bottom. All rocks, too. The boss... He led me up to the high place, where the thick end of the tree was, and that end didn't look as wide as a barn door to me neither, and just let me contemplate. It didn't take me long to do it. I said right quick, What are you aiming to take me home in, a wagon or a truck? Or are you going to bury me right here in the rocks? He didn't say a word, and then I cut loose because I knew I had them, and I rubbed it in. You see, they could have got rubber shoes for me. But they didn't. And the boss, he blamed himself for not doing it personal. And I just rode him to death. And with a whole lot of reason, too. Because I was to walk across that tree, making a getaway for the boss. And me didn't even have corks on i was smooth shod and i could have had rubber shoes but blame it on the property man i said that's what they always do in pictures cause no one can ever find him that's what i wound up with saying to the boss ah golly he felt bad and i knew it but here we were miles and miles from home and a $2,000 day lost, if we didn't go through. So after I had jawed till my teeth hurt, I sidled over and rubbed up against Bill, which meant, let's go. So far as I was concerned, I ain't claiming that Bill didn't say nothin' about them rubber shoes what I didn't have. He said a whole lot. Doggone it, talk don't make rubber shoes for a hoss any more than it makes tires for a henry. But I had said, let's go, and that settled it. For when I was ready, they all had to step. I ain't got nothing to say about the first trip, because nothing happened. We made it. It was the second trip, when the fireworks started. The boss, of course, no credit to him, had let me go straight across. But scorpions and tarantulas, they wanted a close-up of me in the middle of the log, pausing-like, and Bill petting me and talking nice, all for the story, of course. And it couldn't be got in the long shot without me standing there a week for Joe to switch the camera. So we had to do it again i've talked about bill's cuss words afore so i'll pass it up this time what's the use of making him worse than he is when it can't be did much well we started and when we got to the center the highest place of course bill stopped me and started to do his acting what makes him a hero and me a-doing it all trying to stand there like i was a wire walker in a circus it couldn't be done, that's all. And off we went. My hind end went first. And quicker than lightning, Bill queued for my front end, too. You gotta hand it to him. He thinks kind of quick in a pinch. So I throwed my front end with my hind end, and we went down sideways instead of me trying to hold on in front and going over backwards. We didn't have no time to think we just hit that's all and i knowed bill was all twisted around under me his face was sticking out and was only a little ways from my front hooves he said lay still you little blank 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 runt don't move or my face will be a whole lot worse than it is but his voice was soft and kind. And I, gee, I wouldn't a kicked for eight million dollars. And he knowed it too. When the boys got down there and eased me up and pulled Bill out, it was my turn to be helped up. And I was a mess. My left side, my falling side, was all cut with sharp rocks gee i was cut all over and bill said partner whether you like it or not you're gonna eat grass for the rest of your days no more pictures or work for you that's the real inside dope of how i come to lay idle for two years That's the real how of why the boss had to ride them other doggies for fifteen pictures. But the great American public, and some of the great European ones, too, had something to say about that, and just wouldn't have it. They kept writing to me and Bill all the time. I say, and Bill was jealous of me, and that's why he put me out of the game. They said all kinds of things, just to show they meant it. Of course, I don't know whether Bill was really jealous of me or not, but he wouldn't stand the gaff and brought me back. And you being hosses and one mule and supposed to be wise can draw your own conclusions. For my part, when you give way, it's a sign of weakness and guilt. Anyway back i come and right off the reel the boss he said to me paint can you swim and i said swim what's that and a bunch of boys standing round said you're up against it this time bill but bill didn't let on like he noticed him at all and kept right on talking to me and he said you know what a river is don't you paint? And I said, you bet. And he said, well, that's what swim means. You got to jump into a river and swim out. And gee, how I did chuckle inside. Why, that was my middle name. But all I said was, boss, if any reward could bring me back to pictures, you've named it. I like to get wet. And the boys, not understanding my humor, laughed again. I'd have said more, only I was mad at the boys for laughing when I didn't understand what swim was. So I just lay low, knowing I'd put something over on them. Swim, if that's what it was. Why, gee whiz. Up in Nevada, I didn't only belong to lakes and rivers. I was married to them. But right here I got to digress, or whatever that big word is, for a while, just to tell you about my early life, Kate, and you too, Mule. Years and years ago, there was a big war. We Americans all got foolish and got fighting each other. Think of it, all one family and fightin' there was a great general in that war named grant and all the folks in europe they said what a great fighter he was and one big arab king over there he sent a present to general grant an arab hoss what grant he rode in the war but when the fightin was all over and everybody said they was sorry general grant he sent redtop that's what he named the hoss, to a friend of his out in Nevada, because General Grant, he lived in a big white house in a big city, which was no place for a hoss. This Mr. Nevada man owned the whole country that was full of wild hosses, and tame hosses too, and seeing his old red top had been traveled from Europe to America, and that he had been shot at a whole lot by cannons, Mr. Nevada Man, he just said, Go to it, old-timer, and enjoy yourself. And he turned him loose on the prairie, to go anywhere he doggone pleased. And in a few years, there was lots of little red-tops running across the mesa and playing in the rivers. And one of them was my great-grandfather. He told my grandfather all about red-top and my grandfather, he told my father, and my father, he told me, because we all had red tops. Just take a look at this forelock, Miss Cactus Jane, and feel proud. And you too, you dirt wagon mule. Just you pay me proper respect and be joyful that I associate with you what comes from a grading camp. Because my folks... Come from Arabville in Europe, and was all regular blue-blooded people. End of part three.